We are just two fat kids from Akron, and this is the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast, A to Z podcast.com, at Akron Jackson, at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. Shouts, as always, to scene to the Honeymoon Grill, to American Fireworks in Hudson, and always open everywhere 24-7 at AmericanFireworks.com for making this thing happen. Uh, I am in the not-so-sunny Portage Lakes. Dre is back in Northeast Ohio for about 40 or 50 hours, and he's been greeted with sideways rain and snow. So welcome home, buddy. Yeah, man, this ain't cool, man. I, this snow's like, I know that I've been overly taken care of and blessed to not have to go through most of the half, the last part of winter here in Northeast Ohio over the last five, six years. And I got to tell you, I'm home for 36 hours, and all I've got is snow, rain, and bullshit wind. Lord, please take me back to Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, there's no there's no certain things in life and certainly in sports. But I got to say, with uh, Indians opening day being moved up to March 26th, it's going to be this, this exact weather that day and everything's going to be frozen out. Just write it oh, down. Oh, it's right no now. doubt. It's no doubt. I walked, I walked my daughter to a bus stop and I walked back in and the, to the house and the first thing I thought was, this is exactly what March 26th is going to look like. And they moved it up to like one o'clock, like that's gonna make it. But and I get why they are. I'm not busting on them. One o'clock better than three o'clock or four o'clock. But it ain't gonna matter on March 26th yeah, or 28th. Right. I mean, you might get like like yesterday. It was um, when you got off the plane. I'm sure it was like, damn, it was beautiful here, right? It was still daylight right? when you got home. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, but as soon as this, as soon as I looked outside, though, like eight o'clock, nine o'clock last night, I was like, oh yeah, Northeast Ohio. Welcome yeah. back. Yeah. No, that's how it goes. All right. Um. We're in baseball, you know, just, um, well, first of all, let me ask you this. The number one story everywhere has to do with the coronavirus and knock on wood, uh, you know, at least as we record this, it hasn't been to Ohio, but, um, in the Western half of the United States, it's a lot of places. I'm sure it's a huge story. I saw something today where the Oakland A's are pre-signing baseballs and going out there and tossing them to fans at spring training instead of exchanging. So, you know, what is the level of buzz slash concern slash whatever uh, I, with that out there? I know the Indians yesterday before I left had a team like meeting like for all the guys about the coronavirus. Um, I think that, I think that's just, you know, you've worked for a professional team before. I think that's just it's part of the deal. It's like obviously, especially with having so many different guys from different countries um, that have come in at different times, I think it's part of it's their job to inform because you never know who's been around who. Heck, I had a doctor's appointment today, just a yearly checkup. And the first thing they said, you know, when you walked in, have you been out of the country in the last two two weeks? And literally in my life, I had to think about it. I was like, eh. I go, Jamaica's out of the country, right? I was like, yeah, but that was January. So I think, I, I, and this is, I don't want to get political about it, and I don't, but my own personal opinion, um, and no offense to anyone else, I'm not trying to fight with other people, I can't understand why in 2020, we're reacting the way we're reacting. I've heard like there's states that have bought all the bleach or whatever that they could buy, like three of them. I got a neighbor that's already spent like $200 in supplies. And I'm like, dude, just wash your ass, wash your hands and ass. And that's it. Tell your kids to wash their hands. It's basically a straight. And like, and I'm not technical with it, but come on, man, it's the flu. Stop being nasty. Everybody wash your damn hands. If you use the bathroom, it's not like that's the, you should learn that now. You've been washing your hands and your ass years ago. I mean, I don't know. Like to me, and this is my opinion. I hope I'm. I hope I'm right. This thing is gonna go away in like two weeks, three weeks, and we'll never hear of it again. And it'll be some joke some comedians talking about. 
but it's amazing how we can get the scare tactics that scare Americans. When people die of heart attacks every day and heart disease, but we still go out and get chicken sandwiches on donuts and brag about it. We, and I'm being included. And it's amazing that people that worry, that barely worry about their diet, tw- not 11 months out of the year, freak out. Like, you know how many people I've seen with masks on at baseball games and on airplanes in the last three days? Like, and I'm, like there was a lady on a plane yesterday that had one. And then I go in the bathroom after, after she never flushed the toilet. She didn't like wash her hands. And I'm like, you nasty old stink bitch. And she was. I wish I could tell it to her face. It's like, it ain't the mask that's going to give you coronavirus, lady. It's the tactics you use before and after you go to the bathroom. All right, I'm done. So, I didn't even know I was going to talk so, about it like this. So when I'm driving tonight and, and my mom calls me and she says, I haven't caught up on the podcast yet. What did you talk about? I'm going to say Andre told everybody to watch her ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. It's the truth. I mean, really, it comes back to that's how disgusting we are as, as a country. And just as people, wash your hands and wash your ass every single time. And the crazy thing is, and I'll say this, is like because I got young kids and I got a son, and who knows where he puts his hands and fingers. Like, it, with the rule in our house is if you go to the bathroom, we don't hear the water, you got to go sit on the steps for five minutes. Okay, because we've had to tell AJ, like, you got to wash your hands, bro. And now I, I see myself, I'm like, she's like, you got to wash your hands. Like, I don't know how we've come into a country that the news has to tell you to wash your hands and wash your ass and, and blow your nose the right way. Like, what is going on at home with people that they don't know those, those, those common things? So I'm anyway, how's spring training go? <laughs> <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> uh, currently, I'm a little worried about Oscar Mercado. I uh, hurt his wrist yesterday diving for a ball. Um, they need him. I mean, they do have a center fielder defensively that's capable. But offensively, and he's been looking. He had a home run, obviously, before he did that, too. Um, I, and we're, we're doing this about 3 o'clock Eastern. Uh, the last time I checked, and I'll check this after I make this comment, the Indians didn't say anything about it this morning. Basically, Tito said this morning that they still had to talk to the doctors and usually, and, you know, to figure out how they're going to go about it. Usually that means there's something wrong um, if he didn't have something to say this morning about the injury. So hold my breath and hope it's a couple weeks and it's not a broken wrist in like eight weeks or ten weeks and more like a two-week thing. Uh, Injury-wise right now, the, the main thing if you're a fan to look out for is how many of these starting pitchers will be ready by March 26th? We make all these jokes, but um, Savali and Cookie Carrasco made their first start this week. If there's no hiccups over the next three weeks, they should be fine when the season starts. Um, but we know how life works. There's hiccups with everyone. Um, so it's a good chance the rotation could be way different in three weeks than it will be maybe in two months. Clevenger told me he's throwing on flat ground 97, 98 miles an hour, but they haven't let him throw off a mound yet. So he's still probably a couple weeks – I would say the timetable's changed. The Indians won't say that, and I'll get in trouble for saying it. But in Mike Clevenger's mind, he's going to be pitching sooner than what their original timetable was. Um, but like I said, they won't let him get on the mound, but he told me you know, 24 hours ago, he feels he's throwing 96, 97 on flat ground, so he feels like he'll be fine uh, once they can get him on the mound to get some pitches up. And otherwise, you know, it's kind of Groundhog Day. And you want it to be Groundhog Day, really, over these next right. few weeks. Right, right. Um, Mercado's an important dude, correct? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. In many ways, I'll say he's, he's an important – and you know how sports are. He's, number one, it's, it's important because as a team, uh, they need a guy that's had some success on this level, right? Uh, and he's a guy that's versatile, can play center, can play left, can play right. 
Um, you can fit him at the two hole in the lineup. You can put him in a couple different places in the lineup to steal bags. Had 15 home runs, 15 stolen bases last year. But for me, bigger than the team, I think for Mercado, it's just the growth of a player. He needs all the at-bats he can get. You want him to start. He didn't start the season last year with you. I think it sucks more for the player than it does for the Indians because I just I think this is a big year for him. And we talk about sophomore slumps in all sports, and it's a real deal. He didn't show up to camp, camp fat. And he hasn't said Jesus, Tony, yet. But this is a big year for him. So hopefully um, this, is, this, this wrist injury isn't a broken wrist or something worse than that. Um, one more baseball question. How is Bradley Zimmer and is he in the plans? Wow. Look at that. That's a real baseball question. Uh-huh. Zach Jackson. He looks great so far. I mean, you know, we've talked about on this podcast when healthy, that dude could, you know, could be in the lineup for the Browns, Cavs or Indians. Right. Questions always, is he healthy? He's been healthy so far. Knock on wood. And, um, I mean, for him, if Mercado is banged up and out for a while, this is where he's got to take advantage, man. You know, he's got, this is where he's got to, He's got to show his his ability um, to be there, and it's funny because for the last few years we're like, oh, the Indians got too many left-handed, um, too many left-handed outfield hitting outfielders. Well, shit, now he kind of can fit in perfect because now you got between uh, Framil Reyes, who looks unbelievable hitting the ball right now, is hitting basically 500 in spring. You got to take those with the, you know, you know that spring numbers are what they are, spring numbers. But he's been fantastic. Uh, Domingo Santana is going to leave with the team. He's a right-handed hitter. So I know the Shields will have, will have to play center field if Mercado's out for a while. Is all right-handed. George Luplo's right-handed. It's just crazy that you know in a year and a half, two years of period of time, from having too many left-handed hitters to now you're going shit. Bradley Zimmer may make the team just because he hits left-handed until Tyler Naquin's ready to play. Okay, um, let's see. Thus concludes our baseball discussion. We'll be back one. on June 15th. Give me another one. Give me another one. Give me another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, I do have one. So, like, in a normal day there, do, do they go through, like, a practice in the morning and then play a game? Do they go through a couple yeah. practices a week? Like, what what do they question. do at spring training? That's a good question. They usually get to the ballpark around 6, 37 in the morning. Um, you know, they have, like, agility drills. They'll do weight programs. Um, they'll have BP, you know, towards the late latter part of the morning by, you know, have breakfast, obviously, uh, yoga, like they, they have systems different. Like they have the meeting about coronavirus yesterday. They had one about, um, uh, you know, they, they have different, you know how it is. They bring different speakers in throughout the week. And then around 1130, 12 o'clock, if they've had BP and everything else, if they're not in the lineup for that day's game, uh, you can go home. So a lot of these guys, it's, you know, six to six to noon, and then if you're not in the lineup, you can go home. If you are in the lineup, um, then you go play the game. Uh, but So some days are longer than others, but they take care of them decently well. Um, now, if you're like a second-year player or whatever, you don't get to go home. But guys that are established, if you come in, bust your ass to your work, uh, you could be done by 12 o'clock with your family hanging out, coughing. Like Brad Hand the other day, I did something with Brad Hand for TV, and, it was, and, and, like, and I knew he was in a hurry, and I was like, my bad, am I screwing something up with your kids or something? He's like, no, nah, we just got a golf time. He goes, but we're good. So that's what a lot, a lot of these guys, hell, they'll play 36 holes of golf on the right days. Yeah, but it, and I knew that, like, even when they play, they only play a couple innings generally. So I've, I know that at least most days there's some sort of workout that they go through. There's some sort of um, yeah. building, Here's team the building. Semblance. you got to show up. you got to show up and can't be completely hung over, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Does that go for you two or no? Yeah. I after Vegas, I ain't drink. To be completely honest with you, 
God honest truth. I haven't had a sip since I left Vegas. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Um, back here on the home front, it, it, it's the uh, college basketball season in full swing. Um, in, out in the Arch Madness Tournament, the Missouri Valley, which is played every year in St. Louis. As we record this, the number eight seed is completing a 20-point victory over the number one seed, Northern Iowa. So oh um, that's what makes it great. You know, next week, yeah. starting Tuesday, have, I believe, or really a, into Wednesday and Thursday is when there's just basketball on every channel all day. Didn't, um, we, have, didn't we have an upset last night, too? Didn't an eight, didn't uh, what you call it, be the number one seed? And uh, I was half awake, half asleep. I thought somebody else beat somebody. Um, which I went to sleep down. so early last night, I couldn't tell you. So Look at uh, it. Both of us are becoming old fucking men. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, at this stage in my career, when I'm done, I'm done. And I got to tell you this. Tonight, um, a good friend of mine I grew up with, Andy Oleski, is the coach of Garrettsville out in Portage County, and they're playing for a district title, and tonight I'm going. But, Dre, it's going to be the first uh, high school tournament game that I've seen. And last night I had plans to go, was done with my work, uh, 4 or 5, got home about 5.30, and, and honest to God, the reason I didn't go is I just didn't feel like getting out of my sweatpants. And so I just told I the people, understand. I said, Thanks. Not going to meet you. Not going to have you pick me up. I'm, I'm just not going to get out of these sweatpants. And um, right, you know, grown men should not go in public wearing sweatpants. I, I, I do on occasion to maybe like the grocery store or something like that. But uh, I just joggers? frankly you know wasn't going to do are? it. <laughs> right? Do you know what joggers are? Did you wear yeah. joggers out to the grocery store? Um. Yeah, I will. But see, with me, it's like. I only, not only am I just averse to people in general, but I have such a strange schedule that I'm usually yeah. at the grocery store at hours when no one else is there. It's the best time to go. You know what I mean? So Especially like, around the first of the month. I, to me, it's just, it's public. It's not semi-public. Like, I just, they've made, go ahead. Know, it's just how it goes. They've made sweatpants more, what's the word I want to use? They made sweatpants. Sweatpants are like more cool than they were maybe 10 years ago. Like, you know, like, there's some, like, the Under Armour and Nike sweatpants, they're, they're a better fabric, better brand. You can get away with some. But there are times where I, like, like I, I'll get ready to go out of the house with sweatpants, and I'm like, eh, do I really want to be that guy? Now, you can wear the whole sweatpants, you know, outfit nowadays. You can get away with doing that sometimes. Um, I am more comfortable wearing sweatpants out in public than I used to be. The joggers, even the uh, Dustin Fox uh, brand pants, the, the Lulu Mom pants. You know, they're pretty loose in the, in the crotchety area, and they can, let, they can let things be seen at times. Like, all right, speaking of that, and I don't know, <laughs> this will be a hell of a podcast. Uh, <laughs> like, we put a picture up the other day when we were in Vegas on Instagram or somewhere of myself, Matt, and Rick, and some guy, like, zoomed in on our – and, like, I had, like, dude, I was – like, I hope that guy listens, this guy listens to the podcast. I've got, like, four belts. I brought one belt because it's reversible. It can be black or brown. It makes traveling much easier. But it's old, and it's a, it's a backup belt. It's not my main belt. But I brought it because, you know what, I was going to be gone for 11 days, and I didn't feel like packing all my shit. And this guy zoomed in on my belt and was like, maybe time for a new belt, Dre. And I'm like, okay, so you zoomed in by my crotch, and you're talking about it on social media. Who really has the problem here? Then, like an hour later, Matt and I are out to dinner, and some guy zoomed in on Matt's crotch and was like, I know it's spring training. It looks like Matt didn't wear any underwear. Now, look, I got nothing against what who people like and what they're into, but you are a weird mofo if you're zooming in on other men's crotches trying to tell them and I wonder if they wore underwear or not. 
for the record, he did have underwear on, he told me. Um, but, like, who does that? What the F is wrong with you people? And, like, I, like, and I get Zoom, and I, I get the weirdness of, of Instagram and the social media. I get it. There's a lot of weird shit that happens. Trust me. There have been nights I've probably Zoomed in on some pictures, too. But I guarantee it wasn't for somebody that stands to pee that I Zoomed in on. My point to all of this is, if you have the audacity to Zoom in on another man's crotch or his picture on Instagram, where do you have the audacity to then mention it and admit that you're zooming in on man's crotch and then you comment upon it? What is wrong with you kids? Screw coronavirus. What's wrong with that? <sighs> People got a lot of problems. A lot, a lot of problems. Um, and then, like, seriously, like, and it's, but I want to say, do you expect me to say something back to this? <laughs> like, other than fuck you? <laughs> yeah. Um... I, I don't know. He has nowhere to go after that. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, I, I'm on I'm on Instagram for caption writing, test out my stand-up comedy routine, and Belinda forever, and that's it. <laughs> Period. End of discussion. You gotta move on from her. <laughs> Your kids are cute, but I've seen them before. <laughs> <laughs> Last time when I was at your uh, house, AJ got stuck in the damn cupboard. <laughs> He's not that cute. <laughs> Hey, man, AJ gets big, man. I got to say, I love him for 10 days. That dude, is, he's got a spirit of his own. You better watch out for it. And then today, I went and got his haircut. Um, and he always, like, the place we get the haircut, it's like sports clips or whatever. He's like, Dad, I want to get my hair frosted or get it, like, color, because they, like, put fake color on top of it or whatever. Yeah. Dude got done getting his haircut. Looked like he got the same color as Frankie Lindor in his head. So I was like, just because we're going to, I mean, you got, just because we're going to Arizona, they're going to make you got to make your hair look like Frankie's. And he looked at me, he goes, this is my color. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what, what, if I, will, what if I spawn? What will he play this year, T-ball? Uh, yeah, but he don't like the ball on the team. And, like, I'm trying to explain to him that makes him better, but right. he wants to hit. Like, so, yes, he will play T-ball. He's already signed up, but he makes the coach pitch to him. So, I got that kid. <laughs> and he's got soccer once he comes back from Arizona as well. Okay. Uh, well, Uncle Zach's going to have to get to one of those games for sure. Yeah. Oh, you do. You got you to check him out. He ready. He asked me, he said to me the other day, he was like, Dad, I can't understand why the one kid on my, on my t-ball team didn't like that I went after all the balls. He goes, I, would let it, I, he goes I'm, I can't help that I can get to the balls before him. I'm like, AJ, you got to play your position. You can't, run, you can't run kids off the field. He goes, well, he was too slow. He wouldn't get to it. And I go, ah, it's just like the podcast with the team. Sometimes I got to let him talk. <laughs> oh, God bless you. God bless you. Um, tonight is Akron and Kent. Except yeah, I won't be there. Romeo, Travis. Yeah, they're they're putting Romeo Travis's jersey up. Um, we both know Romeo, good dude. Uh, it's you know one of the real shames that team never made the tournament. They got beat on that freak running thirty five foot bank shot by Miami. Miami, right? Yeah. Um, they had a great run. You know, going all the way back for really twenty years now, Akron Kenton has been an awesome uh, basketball rivalry. You know. Out of those years, 75% of them, both teams have been at least a little bit good. Uh, they've both yeah. played the spoiler when they haven't. Um, we're going on <clears> – <throat> well, let's see. This makes 18 years, if you want to feel real old, since Kent made their run of the Elite Eight with Antonio Gates. Wow. That's also the last wow. year the Browns made the playoffs, 2002. Wow. 18 years ago, I was just getting done with college almost at Kent. I'll never remember forget that run. It, it brought that it brought the Kent community together in such a cool way. Um, only because, as you guys, as everyone that's listening to this podcast knows, it's not like it's Duke or North Carolina where you go every year to the tournament. So, number one, it's exciting that you make the tournament. Then just to, to win a game 
and to see Ray's place and see all the fun. Like, it, it was ridiculous how much fun we had. Um, and all the way to, and by the time they get to the Sweet 16, it's like you're on cloud nine for a week. And being on a college campus that was so close to where I grew up, um, just unbelievable memories that, that will always stick. And you're right about the Akron-Kent rivalry. Yeah, it's not North Carolina. Yeah, it's not, you know, plugging the two names, the two teams. But it is really cool because everybody knows everybody. It's like a high school rivalry. Um, you know, guys came up together. And, and, and you're right. You know, it's always – even if, it's, if even if both teams aren't good, the other team will give you a run for the money. And, like, tonight, this is a good night for Kent to possibly spoil a huge night for Akron. The Jars just sold out already because they're putting Romeo up in the rafters. Um, they've already kind of clenched – they've clenched the MAC. They're the number one seed. Everybody wants – you know, everybody expects them to, to be the team that represents the MAC. After the MAC tournament, at, at quick, at, I'm going to say Quick and Loans Arena. What is it? The uh, mortgage. The Rocket Mortgage, mortgage Fieldhouse. Thank, thank you. Hopefully I never got to get a Rocket Mortgage at least or whatever else. <laughs> they take all my money and name it something else. Um, I just think that it's one of those things I wish we put more into it than we do talking about the Browns for 12 months straight. I think that we, we should be able to bore you on radio and, you know, and TV news. We're talking to players and coaches from both sides because it is a cool event. It would be a better way to prepare people for the MAC tournament to get people at the MAC tournament. Well, um, let me cut I, you I, off right there. Let me cut you off right there for for two reasons. Um, <clears throat> one being, I think Dre, this is where the fall of newspapers has hurt sports like this. You know, when Akron mm-hmm. and Kent were good, both the Plain Dealer and the Beacon were covering the shit out of them, right? Right. And you might not have gone to games, but you knew the players, especially the ones that played for three and four years. Right, yes. and then you went to a one of these games, and it and it was sold out. Or you went to the no MAC doubt. tournament, and you watched Kent win it all those times that they did. Or when they lost, it was a huge upset after they had their arrival, right? And you knew those sure. guys. And I think it's on the fringe. And I think now too, what you look at what what local sports radio is, and it's yeah. all Browns talk all the time. Most of it is not very good. It's just mm. you know. Um, it's, it's been fine. lost in the shuffle. And, and those places have really s- searched and fought for relevance for their 15 minutes. But the reality of that level of college basketball and college sports in general is you it's only going to be 15 minutes. Kent Baseball got it eight years ago, right? Right. It gets further. It feels more and more like 20 every damn year, right? right. Um, let, me ask you, let me ask you a question, though, because I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. And not that you're the program director, or I'm the program director, or we run a newspaper. But that's what that's for, is that 15 minutes. You're yeah. telling me, and I'm not calling, you're telling me that, that KNR and, and 92 and 1100 can't you take 15 minutes out of the bullshit they do every day, and I work for one of them, so I'm, I'm, I'm in this. You can't take out 30 minutes in your, in your week just to, to interview two coaches from two – like, they just ran a, they ran a, a program that you and I listen to, and I don't say their names – but they had high school coaches on every Friday. That was damn, and I, make fun of me all you want. It was the best radio. I loved listening to them talk to high school coaches that pep up their games every night. You're telling me that we've gotten so far away from what matters and why we got into this. And I'm not attacking you. You know that. But as program directors, the people that are spending your money, the people that you're trying to buy, the people that you're trying to get commercial ads for, you know what they do on the weekends? They go to the local high school and the local college games. You can feed them that and still do the bullshit that you do for 72 hours a week, and nobody will notice. If anything, it may pick up a couple extra hundred uh, people or listeners or people that actually want to listen because you do a good interview with the Kent State coach. Kent State's got a great story with the kid with autism. and like, like I just don't understand where it's gone 
where we have forgotten the whole basis of why talk radio existed. It existed at one time so we could play these games on the radio so you could hear about – I just – I'm very frustrated with the business. I really am. And it sucks that we even have to have this conversation because I've only been home for 30 hours. Oh, I haven't even been home 24 hours. One of my lines. And I know the radio I heard, all I heard about was Trent Williams and bad baseball takes from people that never been to the ballpark. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. Um, well, let's be honest, though. Some of it is just the landscape. And when you're fighting for the sponsor dollars, they want you to talk pro sports, right? Yeah. Okay. But oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. No, but you're wrong. You're right and wrong. Okay. Because where do the local sponsors? Where 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 are you going to find the locals for the local people? You talk local shit. So yeah, if you want the if you want the the big dollars, and I get and look, there's so many fights, and everybody's fighting for the money. Okay, you want a good year? Um, you want know, a commercial? Sure. You want a, you want you want the big part. You want the big marketing. But you want the local place, the Conrads, to do you know to, to be happy. You know who Conrads takes care of? Local people, people that go, to the people that send their kids to Kenton Akron, people that send their kids to to OU. So I disagree. There are local places that would sponsor. Hey, here's your Mac moment of the week. Here's your Mac, you know, here's the Mac conversation of the week. Mac, you know, Mac tournament coming up next week. It's possible if you have people that have the right mindset and know how to sell it, but they sell themselves short because they try to appease and everybody's trying to be on ESPN, not local ESPN, but everybody wants to be on the big time show rather than taking care of what's in front of you. How many writers do you meet that are more worried about the, about becoming a star rather than just writing a good story? Well, that's certainly part of the culture um, of right now. Uh, but, you know, part of the reality, Dre, is that most of these games, why is Akron Kent so special? Because it, when it's sold out and it's the last game of the year. Um, and also, just so nobody well actually is us, I believe they have clinched the one seed, but they haven't clinched winning right. the title outright. Right, yeah. And that's important right, right. because if they don't win the MAC yeah. tournament, you have to win the league to get only one gets the automatic NIT bid. But anyway, I digress. Ah, I got you. I but gotcha. they have to realize, you know, why nobody's going why most of the time they were playing in front of 1500 instead of the sold out crowd tonight. Okay. And part of that, part of it is the landscape of there's no local attention. Everybody's in their phone all the time. And if you stay home, there's 862 cable channels and you can watch them. (laughs) Right. I've been to one Akron game this year. I've been to zero Kent games. I've watched them both on my laptop. We're recording this computer on multiple times. I've listened in my car, right. on the laptop, whatever, right? Um, right? It's just the reality of it, of, of you're just, you're trying to get those people, but there's so many more options, and they, they live in this. Like, Kent State football, and we'll have Coach Lewis on this podcast in the spring. They've got all this momentum. They just won the bowl, a bowl game for the first time in school history. This year, they play at Kentucky. Oh. At Alabama and at Penn State. Uh, uh. And I, I might be off on one of those, but guess why they have to do that? Because it keeps the program alive. Right? Exactly. With, exactly. You know, with, without get, it, there I is no that. program. Their one I, home game is against Kennesaw State, who's perennially a top 10 program in FCS and would not finish in last in the MAC each year. Right. But, okay. Right. 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 No doubt. No. Kent I, has I, the I, worst I, facilities, the worst football yeah. stadium. A rotting basketball yeah. arena that's still ten times nicer than the jar. They're both broke. 
the criminals that run Akron U charged Hoban and St. V twelve fucking thousand dollars to host a doubleheader there, Dre, and then they charge people to tailgate for a high school playoff game that they host twenty dollars. It's criminal, right. but they're broke. It is criminal because they are broke. I gotta say this, um, and I don't. I know he doesn't listen to the podcast, but I'm sure we'll get to him. And we're gonna have him on the podcast. Um, the Romeo Travis thing to me is 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 is, is awesome in, in many ways. And just and as you said, we both know him. Um, I remember watching him as a 15, 14 year old uh, play at St. V and and be this this kind of wild kid. I don't want to speak out of turn, this wild kid, but. His story, to me, is as good or better than LeBron's because of where he's been and what he's done. Um, and, yeah, he didn't play in the NBA for 17 years, but to be – him and Drew Joyce, to be honest, to be able to be who they are in the community now, take care and help as many people as they've helped, um, you know, whether it's playing overseas for 15, 16 years, um, I commend that. And they really did change that with Keith Dambrot – they changed Akron basketball, right? There's there's something you have to live up to with Akron basketball, and it started with those guys. If I wasn't going to my daughter's daughter dance, I was definitely going to make my way into the jar tonight. Um, but I took my cat cap to him. Uh, I've told you for months now I wanted to get him on the podcast because there's so many other things that are going on in his life. Um, and I guess it'll never be this way for Romeo, but I think at some point in time the attachment to LeBron and playing with LeBron is nice. But he's carved out his own place despite playing with LeBron, if that makes sense. Well, right. No, I, I, think that's commendable. I think that's commendable in this state, in this city, that he has been able to do that. Yeah. Um, I would love to have him out in the summer and just talk with him here because I want to hear the overseas stories, you know, because um, I want to hear them directly from him because I know a couple of them and they're wild. And to have made a career out of it and lived in all the places that he's lived, it's crazy. And, and I think – so many times the the average fan just thinks that high school kids can go play D3, and that's not the case. And they think right. that college players who are of a certain accomplishment and athleticism level can just go play overseas. But there's like three leagues that you actually make money, and you have to live overseas. You have to leave your family behind right. in some cases or take them with you. You have to I'll take them with, right. Yeah, you have to take your chances that the paycheck's going to come through on the every every other Friday. Um, you have to be an American living in a hostile place. And I think, and I want to hear it from him, but I think a lot of leagues have rules where you're only allowed so many non-citizen uh, players. Americans, right. Right, sure. Americans or, or, you know, wherever. So the competition well, for those spots is, is crazy. And, right. and the fact there's is by story. now, Romeo's yeah. old. I mean, he's LeBron's right. age. <laughs> right, yeah, they're the same age. Well, here, there's a story, and I want him to tell it. Um, and I won't get into the I won't get into the specifics of it, but there was somewhere he played where they basically had to shrink him because there were, there, you could only be so tall if you were from America. But the money was so good, he was willing to figure a way to, and they, figure a way to shrink his height so he could play there. I'm gonna leave it. That's my tease. Um, <laughs> Romeo's a good dude, a good cat, and uh, wish nothing for the, but the best for him. Um, a little bit like others, I think. I think his name will always be a part of the landscape of basketball, and I think we're gonna see him as a coach or something real soon. Uh, around here, and I think it'll be a great thing because he's given his life to the game, and it'll be cool to see his number and name up in the jar, and it's going to be sweaty and nasty and fun down in Akron today. Oh, the jar. The rotting-ass jar. Uh, uh. Um, I, but it is, I mean, what do you do, though? Like, and, and, I, and, I, and I agree with you. Akron has, has squandered so much money just like every other. I mean, we, what, our discussion that we're having, it's every small 
conference in Division One, right? Yeah. It's not nobody gets new new. I mean, hell, Keith Zambrot doesn't even have a home arena this year, right? right. With Duquesne, right? They don't even know, like like and, like they and they went out and paid him really good money to come there as they should have, and he's done a great job with their program. And Duquesne don't got a home court this year. Shout out to Lehigh Biden, uh, Duquesne's finest. <laughs> <laughs> that was so smooth. That was your best line this whole deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that coronavirus shit may be it. I'm I'm okay with the Browns getting him. I saw Mary Carey somebody right and I stopped reading it as soon as I saw first round pick. I was like, Are you out your goddamn mind? Yeah. Um but uh, right, let I'll me say you, this. You do this for a living. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that this group will get involved with the bidding for Trent Williams, if there's bidding. Um, you know, the Redskins should have traded him. Now they almost have to. That lowers your value. But I guess at this time, if there's multiple suitors, that, that raises your value. You know, he hasn't played. He's 32. Um, he's going to demand a bunch of money. He's going to demand an extension when he arrives at wherever it is that he goes. A lot of teams need tackles. So I'm not going to totally rule it out. I'm just going to say I put the Browns on the low side of actually doing that. Uh, you know, Jason Peters has been a great player for a long time, but he's 38. And again, this new regime, I mean, you could do worse than Jason Peters for one year. You know, if you're drafting a guy and you're going to play him on the right side for a year and then bring him over. So, um, again, I'm not totally ruling that out. I just, you know... I think your your best long term strategy, and that's what we're that's what we think we're dealing with here with this regime, right, Dre? Is long term strategy is you draft a twenty one year old or a twenty two, twenty three year old. These kids just happen to all be twenty one, um, you know, right. five of the uh, top seven anyway, and and then you let him. Uh, you don't want to put a Joe Thomas label on anyone, but you try to let right. him be the guy that holds that job down for a long time and grows into it. I mean, Trent Williams, and I'm I got nothing against him, and I remember when he came in. I just think it'd be real ballsy. He hasn't really played in a year and a half to come in and say he wants more money. And I get it. I'm not, like I said, I'm not attacking you. But I think that's ballsy to say he wants more money. How about come in and play, brother? I, I, like, and I wouldn't, you know, it's like you're not, I'm not against it if he comes in and plays and balls and he plays like the guy you think that he can. But I couldn't just give him money right away. In fact, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but here's the deal in, in why there's more hesitation. Because you might trade for him, and he might show up and take his physical, and he might say, I'll be back when I get a new contract, and not till then. Right, right, <laughs> right. Know, just, I know. These I are know. just – I mean, the name of this podcast is Realities, right? Like, these are the realities yes. uh, of the deal. Um, all right, since we're talking college basketball, and, and I only got a few minutes, I'm going to tell this Glory Days – American Fireworks Glory Days story. Because I, I meant to tell it last year, and, and over the next few weeks with you going back to Arizona and basketball being on and NFL free agency being take business taking place 24 hours a day, I, I don't know when I'll get it in. So this is one of my favorite stories. So um, you, I don't even think you need to be a hardcore fan to remember about seven, eight years ago when BYU had Jimmer Fredette, and they were really yeah. good. And they became, for a stretch, they were the number one team in the country. Right, They got beat. Um, as, as everyone does on the road in conference and college basketball, no matter what conference you play in. But they they were the darlings. They, they were white, and they were they were likable, frankly. Jimmer shot the ball from half court. Literally, it went in. Um, and, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere, obviously, because BYU, you know, back in the 80s, 
build a football power that that played with the big boys for a few years. But basketball wise, you know, I you'd have to probably go back to Danny Age, and I'm frankly too young to even remember how good they were or weren't back then, right? So, yeah, um, he Jimmer was the headline guy, but he wasn't the only guy, and and arguably the second best player was a kid named Brandon Davies who was 6'8", 6'9", power forward, NBA body, really skilled, and, and got a lot of putbacks off Jimmer missed threes and dunked on a lot of smaller dudes in whatever conference they were in at the time. Um, well, we got to a couple weeks before the tournament, and Brandon Davies was was suspended from the team for, the, for violating BYU's honor code. Basically, he was having sex, and that was against the honor code, and he was caught. So... Um, a great year. It was still a great year, but they got in the tournament. They got beat in the second or third game. They just weren't the same team without Davies. Jimmer got drafted, and it never worked out. And the next year, they were back to being a normal BYU team. Well, they weren't very good, and they made the first four, which is the four games in Dayton for the last four at-large teams in the field. And they were playing Iona, who was a mid-major who got in the first four. And they were down like 26 points, Dre, in the first four. And they came back and won. And, and Iona is one of these teams that knows it's never going to have big dudes, so they just play four or five guards at a time, and they just try to outscore you. So once BYU settled in and Iona came back to earth, Davies crushed them. He had like 32 and 18. It was some some crazy line, right? And... um. You know, I, after the game, I write. I talk to him, and I talk to his teammates, and I write his story. And this is probably on me for being a little bit inaccurate, but this is the way it was portrayed. So I said that he he was guilty of or violated the school's honor code by having sex with his girlfriend, and was suspended for the duration of the blank blank season, twelve or thirteen, whatever year it was. Right. So right. the first four game is on a weeknight at eight thirty. So I'm doing interviews at twelve thirty, and I'm writing and filing at two thirty. Well, I wake up at like 10 in Dayton to this email from this this woman, this name of this woman that I've never known. She says about your article on Brandon Davies. And oh, she, <laughs> I can't even say this without dying laughing. I'm sorry. Oh, my she says, I read your article and I'm so tired both of making this, both of the media making this man a hero and not getting your facts straight. Brandon Davies was not suspended for having sex with his girlfriend. He was suspended for having sex with like at least six other girls. And she paragraph after paragraph about what a scumbag he is and how I'm stupid for propping him up and how BYU Uh. is frauds for this. And she says, and I know this because my daughter was his girlfriend. Oh, (laughs) and so every year when I think of the first four, (laughs) every year, like BYU is good again, like legitimately good enough to make the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. I think about that story, and I just when I watched them play the other day, I said, "Man, I got to make sure I work this in to our American Fireworks Glory stories because I don't think I've ever told that one on the podcast." Have I don't I? think you. I don't think you have on the podcast. I remember the story vaguely, but I don't think you've ever put it in the podcast. But imagine that that a college is worried about what some kid is doing, like. God so bless she BYU. here's what made it better. She sent the email at like six thirty in the morning. Which means oh. she was waking up in the mornings and in searching Search his name. name. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like I, I mean, I'm a parent, and I hope I'm never at that point. Jesus Christ. I mean, like I said, 
I got nothing against anybody having standards and things of that nature, but the BYU standards and what they expect from college kids nowadays, uh, good luck. <laughs> like, I, don't know, I don't know how that works, but good luck. <laughs> well, we pissed off a lot of people that believe in coronavirus and the BYU standards of life. This has been the A to Z podcast. We hope all of you wash your ass and wash your hands and enjoy all the college basketball that's coming. And if you go to a party over the next week, weekend, with people watching games and there's wings and shit to dip in, make sure you get your own dip and don't dip twice. I've had to teach my son that as well. So hope you adults have that. That's the way you keep yourself healthy, clean, and you can show up this show up to opening day on March 26th with your parker on, and then you can sneeze and cough all over everybody and not worry about some stupid disease made up by the government. <laughs> Be kind to each other. Don't drink and drive. Don't call anybody a midget, and don't cheat on your girlfriend six times. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> BYU! <laughs> It is. Oh my! It is. I'll never forget it. Like waking up, like what is this? (laughs) Right. Like really, lady. Like you think she's like, I know this is my daughter with his girlfriend. Oh my god! (laughs) She had the names, the hometowns, the fuck. Oh, oh, she was a hurt woman. That's so sad. Oh god! Yes, it really is. Really is. Well, I can't wait to the tweets I get about the coronavirus. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Well, we're leaving for Warren in an hour, so I'm going to get this up right now. I'll, I'll text it to you. Nice, brother. Have a All good right, buddy. Have I'll fun. see you. Have fun. Bye, buddy. Bye. Later. Bye-bye.